I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Um, So Indianapolis is up 23-0. A lot of blocked field goals for touchdowns, fumbles, um, going forward on fourth down and not getting it. Now the Colts just fumbled the ball. Uh, Minnesota picked it up, and now they've run it in, ran it in, run it in. I do talk for a living. You wouldn't know it. And um, and so now it looks like the Minnesota Vikings, they're reviewing the play, but now it looks like the Minnesota Vikings defense just scored. So uh, it looks like it's going to be 23-7, still Indianapolis. Um, it, there's about seven minutes left uh, in the, in the first half. Just FYI. So we'll see what happens. They're reviewing the play right now. Uh, without further ado, Craig Burley joins us. He's part of ESPN's uh, soccer uh, team. Football, um, of course, as uh, many like to call it. Um, previewing the championship tomorrow, 10 a.m., Argentina going up against France. Argentina plus 170 uh, to win in regulation. France plus 185 to win in regulation. Plus 210 for a draw, uh, meaning it would go, obviously, into penalty kicks. With that being said, Craig, uh, your thoughts on this matchup? I suppose after match day one, the World Cup hadn't got it right when it looked like Messi might have been going home early after losing to Saudi Arabia. But, mm-hmm. but they managed to regroup. Uh, I'm surprised those odds are 180 plus 180 for each team in, in, in regulation time. I thought France would be a little bit ahead with their experience and being the 2018 champions, the World Cup holders. I suppose Lionel Messi sort of tips a lot of the balance in that respect because certainly the rest of the Argentinian squad is not as strong as the French. Uh, but yeah, I could see this game going to extra time potentially. But I am leaning towards France. I, I think the I need to the, the sort of fairy tale for the soccer fan out there is is Messi finishing his career certainly on an international level and, and winning the World Cup. Now, if you're a Cristiano Ronaldo fan out there and you've got nothing better to do with your life, and I know you don't want this to happen, but I think a lot of neutrals appreciate what this guy's done. And so there's a lot of people pulling for Argentina. Argentina will have the bulk of the supporters. But I just feel my final initially was France-Brazil. Now, Brazil have been replaced by another South American team from Commonwealth and Argentina. But I just feel this is France's to lose. Uh, and I think the fairy tale ending for uh, Mr. Messi might not be the one that he's sort of hoping for. Um, that would be interesting. Now, both these teams um, have scored at least two goals in all their matches. The over-under at two and a half goals um, is, uh, so the under is minus 180. The over is two and a half. Uh, do, you, do you see a lot of scoring here in, in regulation, Craig? Yeah, let's go over because I, 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 people keep telling me, we were talking about this in the ESPN FC show yesterday about how bo- finals are always boring. And I remember uh, I was commentating on the 2010 World Cup final in South Africa. It was Spain and Holland. 
and it was a terrible game. However, I, I just don't see this. This World Cup has been, from a soccer perspective, very exciting, and there's been lots of goals, been lots of drama. And even though this is a final and it'll be tense, I, I don't see that changing. And nature, there's, there's just too much talent on the field. Both sides have had some poor defensive displays. So I, I, I do see in regulation quite a few goals in this. I mean, how do you stop Mbappe creating and scoring? How do you stop Messi creating and scoring? I, I really think and I hope that this is going to be a, a high-scoring final. And so I would take the over for sure. I, I really don't see this being a, a drab sort of 0-0 zero, zero, very tight game, and I, and I hope, I hope uh, that I'm not wrong, and we see a super exciting final. Yeah, you and me both. Again, I am I am leaning towards the over at two and a half, and again, that's at plus money. That's at plus one forty-five. Um, let's talk about the Golden Boot, right? Mbappe, five goals. Granted, um, he's been shut down the last two matches, but you know what? It, it opens up other opportunities, obviously, for his teammates. Uh, Messi has five goals as well. Do you feel the Golden Boot goes to the player who wins tomorrow? I, I know it doesn't always happen that way, but because you're talking about two of the two two players who who heading into the final match are the most favored to win it. Do you feel it goes to the player whose team wins? Well, potentially. I mean, let's not forget Olivier Giroud, the big French striker, has broke the all-time French scoring record. And when you look at some of the players that have played historically for France, you've got to sort of tip your cap because that's an incredible record. So, you know, in terms of the golden boot, the highest scorer, he's going to throw his hat in the ring, I would imagine. But yeah, potentially one of those two. Um, maybe, as I say, Olivier Giroud as well. Uh, so put it one way, whoever scores the most goals in this game and, and gets the golden boot is probably going to lead the team to winning a World Cup. And, you know, for Messi, you know, it's so important for this Argentinian side, so much pressure in Argentina, so many comparisons to the great Maradona and how Maradona was able to deliver the World Cup for Argentina and Messi's never been able to do it for all that good that that man has done in the soccer field it's the one thing that keeps been thrown in his face and who knows Sunday might be that day but but yeah you know it'd be hard to argue against any of those guys picking up uh, not only a World Cup but but the uh, golden boot as well. Craig Burley joining us here on on ESPN. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Brazil, as well as Germany, have derailed that quest for for Messi. We'll see if it does happen on Sunday. Uh, Craig, before we let you go, I know it's a while from now. It's four years from now. uh, But the United States, Canada, Mexico, uh, they will next uh, be uh, the continent uh, that will be hosting uh, the, the World Cup. Based on what you saw from uh, from the USA team, uh, this World Cup, and 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 kind of obviously you having your finger on the pulse of the landscape, how how much better do you think this United States team will be able to to get in the next four years to to potentially not just win and 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 advance uh, out of their group, but but be a contender um, moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think. It's always hard to tell, Anita, because there are so many youngsters, uh, obviously, in the United States squad. And from my own experience, I know how things can change quickly when you're playing at your club level, be it injury or being transferred to a different club or out of favour, in a sense, like Christian Pulisic says at Chelsea, where he doesn't always play. So 
there is, there is so much to change, but there is certainly potential there. I don't think we'll be looking at the US winning it, but hopefully from their perspective, they'll be even more competitive than they were uh, at this World Cup in Qatar, where I thought they did okay. The only problem is, for a lot of the sort of casual US fans, uh, quite a lot of my uh, US compatriots that do the same job as me, uh, trying to blow their chances uh, out of the air in terms of what they can achieve, and I think it leads to a lot of sort of false dawns. And I, I think we have to, uh, you know, get some realisation into it. You know, there's only I think a certain amount of countries that have managed to win a World Cup, and when you look at the populations of some of these countries, it's not just about that. Croatia, with a population of under four million, have almost pulled it off, while the US. Uh, China and quite a few other ones with huge populations of struggle. So it is very, very difficult to be able to do it. But you keep you keep pushing, you keep trying to bring these youngsters through, you keep pushing the sport in this country, uh, and you see what happens. But I, I tell you what, you know, th- this country here in the States, and it uh, is well set up for this competition with the stadiums, with the interest, and with the, uh, the all the structure around it, and, and I certainly hope, even though it's going to be a 48-team World Cup, and I'm not in agreement with that, I certainly hope it's going to be exciting. And let's hope the US can produce something a little bit magical. But it, I, I, I don't know what the over and under is in them winning the World Cup, uh, but I'm taking whatever it is that says the US don't win it. That's where my money's going. Again, uh, Craig Burley joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. This is how I'm playing it. I'm playing it that both teams score. I mean, you've got two of the best soccer players in the world, in Messi and Mbappe. Uh, They both have five goals so far. I know Mbappe has been held down the last two matches, but uh, there's so much talent that's going to be on that field tomorrow morning. I think the safest play is both teams are going to score, and you could get that at even money or around plus 110. Harvey, I know you're a big soccer dude. How, how would like? How do you see this playing out tomorrow morning? My, I'm playing heart over brain here because I really want Argentina to win so that Messi can get his and right off into the sunset with his international career. Mm-hmm. My biggest worry is that apparently Olivier Giroud for France might be not starting because of a knee issue. So that's big in terms of his plans because they may be moving Mbappe from the wing to the middle of the striker position. But I just wonder, like, the external factors, like, who wins, like, tough tackles, who wins the aerial duels. For me, I think this game goes to extra time no matter what. And I think Argentina pulls it out 2-1. to one. I, just, I just have a hard time seeing who blinks first, per se, because this is really even. And if this game is anything like the Classic of 2018, then we're in for a real treat, but... Uh, I just think for me, Argentina just has just has just enough to edge it. Uh, by the way, the golden boot, the golden ball goes to, of course, uh, the best soccer player in this tournament. Um, I do believe that it's in, in a, many many a time it goes to a soccer player who whose country doesn't necessarily win. Okay, uh, happens more times than not. Uh, but I do believe because you've got Mbappe and you've got. Um, and, and you've got Messi, who both have been playing so well, I do believe that it's going to go to one of those players whose country wins. 
So, um, so if you think it's going to be Argentina, Messi is favored to win the gold. I call it the golden boot, golden ball, uh, minus one ten. Uh, Mbappe, if he wins it, you could wager that he's going to get it at plus one oh five. Just FYI. But I think the safest bet here is that both teams score, and you could get that at even money tomorrow morning, ten a.m. Bright and early. Uh, by the way, we'll be on the air tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. That's even brighter and not early. Or I should say that's even earlier, but not brighter because it's still dark out. But nonetheless, with you for Fantasy Forecast, getting you ready for week one uh, of the playoffs. And of course, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka and Mike Tannenbaum join me for New York game day. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Also, we'll hear from Jordan Renan and John Heim. Little sneak peek behind the curtain preview for the Giants-Washington game. So we'll hear from them. And uh, Joe Wiz, as always, joins us at 2.30. So hang tight. Still a lot more coming your way. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Minnesota is getting destroyed by the Colts. Who who envisioned this? Certainly not me. Um, I took Minnesota minus three. Uh, here's the thing: uh, they're down thirty nothing. About four minutes left in the uh, in in the in the first half, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings just punted the ball. Um, this is what's going to happen. Minnesota is going to go in at the half. And uh, by the way, uh, Justin Jefferson, I saw him. He was walked off the field. I would imagine that he's still in concussion protocol. Guys, tell me. It's kind of hard to watch and, and, and host a radio show. Uh, tell me if, if, uh, if you guys have any word whether or not he's going to be he's coming back or is he out for the game. I don't know. Uh, only time will tell. But um, I think Minnesota's going to go into the half and then they're going to come out. What, and what do they have to lose? They're down by 30 points. Like, grip it and rip it, dude. Let's go, Kirk Cousins. So I have a feeling, buckle up. I have a feeling it's going to be an interesting second half. Just my gut. That's what my gut is telling me. Also, uh, Joe just notified me. Mitchell Trubisky is going to get the start at the quarterback position for the Philadelphia, for the the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers against um, Carolina this week. Uh, Pittsburgh is in Carolina. Mitchell Trubisky, news just came down. Apparently, word out of Pittsburgh was that the locker room wanted Mason, um, Mason Rudolph to start. But that's not the case. Trubisky is going to get the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow against Carolina. Without further ado, so I host a bet digital show. It's called Bet. Obviously, it centers around gambling. Uh, each and every Monday and Thursday night, and which is nice, leading into the Monday night football game and, of course, the Thursday night football game. And um, 
So uh, both Jordan Renan and John Heim were kind enough to join me on Thursday to give me a, give me and us a preview of the Giants Washington game. So I thought it'd be great uh, to play it for you now. So let's listen in. He's a full participant in practice this week so far. He's not even on the injury report. So I don't think there's any questions about Saquon Barkley really physically coming into this week. I asked coach Brian Dable about that workload. If he goes back to the full workload, he said no restrictions. So you think about Saquon, you're talking about a guy who played 83% of the Giants offensive snaps this season. That's a gigantic number, Anita. 83%, way more than any running back in the NFL. This is their biggest game of the year. I think you're going to see him back into that kind of workload because the Giants, they won't win if they don't have a healthy Saquon Barkley. 70 yards or more this year, they're 7-1. and one. Look at their record otherwise. So every time he went under 70 yards, it hasn't gone well. And last week, I thought that number was actually low. The Giants, I thought was surprised. They were only seven-point underdogs to the Eagles. And then without Saquon, that number should have been easily in the double digits if you knew that Saquon wasn't 100%. But that 20 snaps you mentioned, in part was because they were getting blown out. So middle of the third quarter, they just shut him down. So this week, I wouldn't expect that. I expect full Saquon. So, Jordan, last time you were on bet was Thanksgiving week, and I posed the question. I said, by chance, could the Giants not win another game all season? And sure enough, they have lost two straight. We know how important this game is against Washington for their playoff hopes. What's the mindset? What's going on? What's going on inside that locker room knowing that this team knows that this is a must win this week? I know, Nita, you've been all over this. They're not, they're, they might not win again this year. How did I know there was going to be a tie, though, Anita? A tie. Come on. I can't predict a tie. When you talk about Brian Dable, I've been actually very intrigued by what, the approach that he's taken this week because what he's tried to do is sort of minimize the game. He's really said that it's not a playoff game, right, that this is just another game. And in a way, I kind of understand it because think about it. Seattle, which is an underdog today, let's say they lose to San Francisco, right? Washington Giants loser, still in the playoff spot in the NFC, whichever one of them loses. So I kind of understand it. And you talk to players and they say, you know, Brian Dable, his, his approach the whole season, it's been take it one day at a time, work on the details, focus on the details, make sure you're taking care of the little things. That's how we're winning the games. We're doing all the right things during the week. We're concentrating on the task at hand. Cliche for sure, you know, blah, 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 you know, filling it up, Bill Belichick style, you know, win the day kind of thing. Worried about on to Cincinnati, same thing. He is a Brian, he, Brian Dable is a Bill Belichick guy. So it, it worked for them in New England. Brian Dable's trying that same thing in New York. I think he's trying to ease the pressure off these Giants players because most of them, really almost all of them, have not been in this kind of spot before, Anita. It's going to be really a good game to watch. Jordan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. We take you from New York to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. John Kime joins us. He covers the Commanders. John, so very interesting, right? Like, Washington actually has bowed well here. And the fact that two weeks ago they faced the Giants, it was a tie, and then they got a bye week, and then now they get to host the Giants. This schedule suits them extremely well. What has this team had to say about how the schedule has played out and how they're preparing for this, this huge matchup? 
Anita, a couple weeks ago, before that first game, what the players and coaches would say is that playing the same team over a three-week span was a big benefit because the team they're playing, the Giants, of course, had to play someone else in between. This week, they're kind of singing a different tune. Keep in mind, these teams play twice a year, so as defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio said, there are no secrets here. Now, I was talking to one of the offensive players earlier this week about things they could do different this game, different routes they could run, different offensive concepts they could use, things that they feel could be successful. However, the player was kind of getting excited about them, and then he stopped and said, but this game is fresh in their minds too, so they know what Washington is going to try and adapt to after the first game. But perhaps the biggest benefit here, as Coach Ron Rivera said, is they had the bye week to get healthy. There are probably four or five starters who are going to be able to play Sunday that probably wouldn't have played had they had a game last week. So this gives them a chance to be rested, healthy, for a critical stretch run. So this Commander's team, they've won four of their last six. What has been the secret sauce? What has turned it around for them? Well, listen, you can start with quarterback Taylor Heineke. He's brought some energy, some swag to the field. Players will talk about Coach Ron Rivera's even keel demeanor. When they were one and four, he was the same as when they are seven, five, and one. But I really think a lot of it starts with the commitment to the run game, and that's rookie Brian Robinson, who continues to ascend. Ron Rivera said he's been running more decisively with more power and more pop to the outside over the last two games more than 205 yards rushing, over 5.1 yards per carry. In turn, that's allowed Washington to control the ball. They are the NFL's best team at controlling time of possession. Then that helps the defense, which now is top three in yards and points allowed. And I asked cornerback Kendall Fuller about Brian Robinson's power runs and if it gets them excited on the sidelines. He said, yes, it does, but more than anything, it keeps them fresh. Producer Joe, um, about this uh, this Indianapolis Colts-Minnesota Vikings game. That was Jordan Renan and John Heim giving us a preview, of course, for the Giants in the Commanders game. I'm going to get to your calls in just a second. But right now, Indianapolis is up 30 to nothing against the Minnesota Vikings with about a minute 45 left. And it looks like the Colts are about to score yet again. A few things to digest here, okay? Uh, number one, talk about in-game betting. You could wager right now Minnesota getting 27 and a half, okay? Minnesota getting 27 and a half points right now again, but it does look like Indianapolis is going to score again. But how about this? This is week one of your fantasy football playoffs, and it looks like Justin Jefferson and uh, Jonathan Taylor are out for the game. <laughs> that isn't that doesn't bode well. Joe is in my ear saying, "Good thing the Jets didn't sign uh, Kirk Cousins." Not that I'm a Cousins fan or anything. I am not, and I agree with Joe. But I'm just saying, like, um, this isn't just Kirk Cousins. There's fumbles. There's special teams, block, punt, and touchdown. There's, uh, like, the, the Minnesota Vikings defense can't stop the run, and Jonathan Taylor isn't even in the game. I mean, there's just, there, there's a lot going on here as to why it's 30 nothing. Uh, it's not just, uh, it's not just Kirk Cousins. Let's go to Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how's everything going? Happy, Great. Happy holidays. Same to you. So, I mean, I, I jinxed this whole thing. I'm going to the game um, Sunday. 
thinking that, okay, I can see that White's better than Zach, and we, we got a shot, and then, and then look what happens. But what I can't understand is that he goes in, he gets x-rays, comes back, and he's playing. And now a week later, you're telling me he can't play, and he's probably not going to play Thursday because if he can't play Sunday. But And Ira said he thinks he's going to miss out the whole season, the whole year. And I don't think that's from – Zach playing well. I think that's just from the injuries. How the heck did they put him back on the field? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question, Artie. Um, appreciate the phone call. Appreciate the phone call. Up, up against a break. And also we've got Joe Wiz, uh, who has his own gambling shows here on 98.7 ESPN, uh, who's going to be joining us. So hang tight. Anita Marks with you for another 30 minutes right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, Joe's got his own gambling shows you can listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN. Joe, when do they air? Uh, um, thanks for having me on. Uh, my show is on at now at 8 a.m. We're on at 8 a.m. on Saturdays, Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. So I come on before your show. Hopefully all the thousands of people that are listening to my show will listen to your show, Anita, so we can all make them big money. Well, that would be fantastic. Uh, that's for sure. Um, all right, let's dive into it and uh, let's 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 look at some NFL. We've been talking a lot about the NFL and what's happening here in our own backyard with the Jets. This line's been very interesting, right? Jets were favored at one and a half. The news broke that Mike White's not going to start and um, and uh, and Zach Wilson was going to start. Uh, then Detroit was favored by one. And then now the Jets are back favored by one. This line is, is just going all over the place. The over-unders at 43 and a half. That's my play. My play is the under here. How are you playing this one? Uh, well, listen, whether it's Zach Wilson or Mike White, we know it's Zach Wilson, but the line, apparently the bookmakers don't care which either one of those quarterbacks are playing because the line really hasn't moved much at all. You know, this is a classic offense versus defense, and, you know, when you take a look at it here, the number one criteria I have, Anita, whenever I handicap a game is I go with the defense. And as hot as the lines have been, uh, I'm going with the Jets. Their defense is for real. They're, total, they're ranked third in the NFL total defense. And, you know, they, you know, they did a really good job against one of the top uh, the, uh, offenses last week against Buffalo. And in the first meeting, they beat the Buffalo Bills. And, listen, the Jets are going to have to win this game. Uh, you know, I know you like to total in this game. If the Jets are going to win this game, 
they better hope it's a low-scoring affair. They don't want to get into a shootout with the Lions because then they're going to have a problem. But my play here is to take the Jets to knock off the Lions. I'm going with the defensive team. Defense is always better than a good offense. Big game on Sunday night. Uh, Playoff implications. It's going to have a playoff feel to it. The Giants on a train right now heading down to our nation's capital. Um, This line now is at five. The Giants home dogs at plus five. The over-unders at 40 and a half. What's your play here? Uh, yeah, the uh, commanders are favored by five, as you mentioned. The total this game is a 40 and a half. Um, I see that line moving up. Uh, and the scheduling dynamics favor the commanders. I have a feeling this game is going to be similar to the meeting it was two weeks ago. Um, the Giants outplay the commanders, and even though they got a tie in that game, uh, they felt they should have won the game, and they were a bit deflated. And uh, the commanders were fortunate enough to get out of MetLife, considering that they got the tie. Um, but here, I think this game's going to go right down to the wire. We obviously don't know the status of Barkley, if he's 100%. Because if he's going to be 100%, I don't think he is. But even if he's 80%, if he can get uh, you know 80 or 90 yards, I think we'll be okay there. Uh, I'm taking the dog in this game here. I like the Giants plus the five. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to pull off the upset, but I think this game is going to be decided by a field goal um, one way or the other. And um, hopefully Dable uh, you know, can figure out a game plan uh, to keep the Giants in the game. Because the commanders, you know, they don't scare me, Anita. I mean, I know they got Heineke, but um, the Giants, like I said, if they can play their game, Daniel Jones played well in the first meeting two weeks ago. Uh, I like the dog in this game here um, and possibly looking for the Giants to pull off the upset. Um, Yeah, I'm with you. I I like the Giants getting the points for sure. Another dog that I like this week is Jacksonville. Plus four, getting plus four at home. The Dallas Cowboys um, underestimated the Houston Texans needed a a goal line stand as well as a 98-yard drive from Dak Prescott to beat Houston. And this could be an interesting game because don't forget, they've got the Philadelphia Eagles next week. Could be looking ahead how the implications, how important that game is. Uh, do you have a play here? I really like Jacksonville getting the points. Yeah, um, when you look at it here, Dallas is favored by four. And, you know, a few people have asked me, why is the line so low? I love when people ask me that question because that usually leads to my – that's like putting the cheese out there um, and the mouth comes out. But, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, um, I think Lawrence is for real. I mean, 10, 10 touchdown passes, zero interceptions in his last three starts. Um, Dallas – like I said, they do have that big game coming up against uh, the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Um, I think the Jaguars can hang, uh, hang with the Cowboys. Um, don't forget, they beat the Baltimore Ravens as well in their last home game. It was a miracle win, but they got the job done here. Um, Cowboys' defense is not as good as everyone thinks it is. And uh, I think that if uh, Lawrence and the Jaguars can keep their uh, turnovers to a minimal, I think that they have a shot to uh, cover. And who knows, maybe pull off the upset. But I'm taking the four, Anita. I'm with you on the uh, Jags. Uh, looking uh, probably my my favorite game on the slate is Cincinnati in Tampa Bay taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. I, I love Cincinnati. Um, you know, I, I think you and I talk about it all the time. I can't stand the hook, so you know what? I'll, I'll buy it down. I'll I'll take Cincinnati minus three. I'll lay like one hundred and thirty three minus one thirty three to win a hundred. Um, their offense has been just absolutely prolific. It's been so great. The Bucks have been struggling, and Tampa Bay's defense gave up thirty five points to Purdy last game if if mr irrelevant could put up 35 points against that buck that bucks defense i'm sure uh, burrow can do even more damage this might be my favorite play this week what say you yeah, the line is at three and a half. The totals at 45. I like the total game to go under 45. Everyone thinks Tampa Bay can score and they have Brady and a high-flying offense, but uh, they go under quite often. And uh, the line's at three and a half. Um, 
I'm not crazy about laying three and a half on the road. It seems almost too easy to play the Bengals, um, so I prefer to play the tolls in this game here. Um, I like the under in this game here. If the Bucks are going to win this game, they're going to have to play a defensive game here. They don't want to get into a shootout. They don't have the off- offensive weapons to, comp- to compete with the Bengals. So low-scoring affair, taking the, uh, taking the Buccaneers. Um, but uh, my main play here is the uh, under 45. That's my official play in this game, under 45 between Tampa and the Bengals. I think that both teams are defense and the Bengals defense is starting to play much better as well uh we've got we've got it's bowl game season right Joe uh my play today Florida Oregon State under 50 and a half points that game already started you're about 12 minutes into the first quarter um so you could still jump on it um do you have any plays for today's bowl games uh, yeah, this BYU-SMU game, and it goes at 7.30 tonight. The total's at 65. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair here. Both teams can go up and down. SMU throws the ball almost every down. Um, I think the total in that game over is going to be a good play for me here. I played the over in that game over 65 between BYU and SMU. Uh, there's a game that goes at 3.30 with Fresno State and Washington State. I very rarely play favorites, but I do like the Bulldogs in this game here. Um, Washington State um, is decimated. A couple of the players opted out. Now, Fresno State has won eight games in a row, all right? And this is a, they'll be one of the few teams, I think the first team ever that started out the season at one and four, to start out a season one and four and to actually win ten games. And if they win today, they'll get ten wins. And uh, I don't think it's ever done, been done before in college football where you can start at one and four and uh, still get ten wins. And that's what's at stake for, for the Bulldogs. They've got all their players in. and they got the momentum. Washington State um, is a lame duck in this situation here. And the line indicates it as it's been going up from four all the way up to five and a half. One of the few favorites I play uh, in, in, all season long. And, of course, starting next week, a lot of people have the next two weeks off. If you do, God bless you. Um, Heading into Christmas and, of course, heading into New Year's. What's your favorite bowl game play in the next two weeks, Joe? Wow, that's really a loaded question, Nita. It's so interesting because, you know, it's interesting. I usually like – I usually – put out games, but I always wait for the day of the game to see uh, what happens with the lines, who's moving the lines, uh, and all that other stuff. But, you know, there's a couple games here that you take a look at here, like uh, on Thursday, the 22nd, which is coming up, Air Force is playing Baylor, okay? Um, I like Air Force in this game here. I think Baylor um, is good, but I think that Air Force has a chance to pull the upset in that game. I took Air Force Falcons. I took them plus six, and the line right now is at five and a half. It's one of those obscure games that nobody really follows, but I think that they have a good shot here. Uh, another game here with Oklahoma State is playing Wisconsin. That game goes on the 27th of December. Oak State is getting three against Wisconsin. I think they have the wrong team favor there. Um, I like the Cowboys of Oak State plus the three against Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, those are two games that I lean towards a little bit right now. Uh, but it was really great to be talking. The most exciting time of the year. I was listening to you with your, all your soccer talk. Uh, great, great, great interview, by the way, with all the st- soccer stuff that you talked about and very insightful. So uh, uh, I'm rooting for the over. I know you played the over. I heard you on the show. So I, like, I gave out the over in that uh, uh, big game tomorrow, big football game tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m., of course, over between uh, France and Argentina, getting plus 150 on the total, Nita. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Also, my, my favorite play is, um, is, is both score. Um, you, you've, got, you've got, I mean, I, I do believe that, um, that the World Cup got it right. And, uh, and, and this is, this is going to be such a phenomenal match tomorrow morning, again, 10 a.m., with so much talent on that field. I like my favorite play is that both teams will score um, uh, 
and you can get that at even money or plus 110. You know, what's interesting, Anita, the World Cup is going to be in the USA in four years. Time is flying, as we all say, in four years. So circle it on your calendar. You and me are going to the World Cup final at MetLife Stadium. Mark it down. So we have four years to get ready for it. Is is that where the final will be? Will be at MetLife yes. Stadium because they're playing all over. Yes. They're they're playing all over the country. They're playing at SoFi. They're playing at Lincoln. They're not playing only that, all over the place. And not only that, it's also they're also playing in Canada and Mexico. It's three countries right. that combined. The U.S. is going to get the majority of it from coast to coast, from L.A. all the way to New York. But uh, Canada's going to get a piece of the action, and Mexico's going to get a piece of the action. But the final will be at MetLife Stadium. So, uh, you know, four years, I was, I'm circling on my calendar, and we always say that cliche, time is flying, but it really does. And, uh, you know, looking forward to it, hopefully, to it. You know, Team USA did a good uh, – showed us, you know, they played well. Um, you know, it's hard for them to get any further than what they did. So hopefully uh, maybe we'll see them t- take it a step further in four years. Great stuff as always, Joe. Appreciate you again. Tune in to Joe's uh, gambling shows right here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. It's a whole new game. Joe, thank you so much. Have a great night. Okay, he's gone. Um, so again, that was Joe Wiz. 800-919-3776, the phone number. Last chance to uh, jump on board. I'm with you until 3 o'clock. And then I'm going to go get my hair did for my uh, Christmas, Halloween, white elephant party. Where, as I said earlier, I want my gift to be like the Mac Daddy gift that everybody's like, oh man, that's the gift I want. I have to steal that gift. Um, It's going to be fun. Anyway, we'll be right back. Anita Marks with you, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, and, uh, we still have two more football games, uh, another half, of course, uh, by the way, oh, oh, sorry. So hard to watch and, and host a radio show. Um, so Indianapolis is up 33, nothing to Minnesota. We'll see what type of offensive performance we can expect from Minnesota, uh, this second half. Um, by the way, you can wager Minnesota plus 26 and a half points. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, okay. Um, I, 4.30 this afternoon, the Baltimore Ravens are taking on the Cleveland Browns. I love Baltimore in this uh, in this spot. Uh, they were getting three and a half. It's down now to two and a half. I also like them. I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser. So I'm going to play the Baltimore Ravens to win outright, and you could get that at plus 130. What does that mean? You're laying $100 down to win $130. I think Baltimore, I like, I like um, um, 
starting quarterback Hurley, right? Why, why am I drawing a blank here? Uh, for the there, I'm sorry, Huntley, Huntley, Huntley. Yeah. So Huntley's the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He is going to start Deshaun Watson offensively. Only six offensive points he's been able to put up for Cleveland in eight quarters. So the rust is still there for him. Baltimore, since they've gotten Roquan Smith, number one rush defense in the NFL, I think Chubb is going to have a rough time against Baltimore today. So I do like Baltimore. I'll take the two and a half. Also, I'll play them on the money line. uh, And I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser, and I'm going to tease them up to plus eight and a half. And I'm going to align that with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills at home, favored by seven against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and so I'm going to play the Buffalo Bills minus six and a half. I'm also going to use them as a two team, six point teaser. I'm going to tease that down to minus one. Not sure if you saw the pictures that are out there now on social media of what the stadium looks like right now in Buffalo. Um, it is tremendously cold, um, ton of snow everywhere. And now you've got a South Florida team and a Hawaiian quarterback heading to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, also, this is the third road game for the Miami Dolphins. Their defense, not as good on the road as they are at home. In the last two games, they played 150 snaps. So needless to say, I do believe that they're pretty spent. So I don't, I don't know if I have a lot of, I don't think I have like a lot of prop bets in either of these two games. I just do like Baltimore and the Buffalo Bills to uh, to win and I really I probably more than anything I like that two team six point teaser uh, with the Baltimore Ravens uh, at eight and a half getting eight and a half in the Buffalo Bills bringing that that spread down to one I think Buffalo might absolutely just like kill the Miami Dolphins tonight I really do um again I, I know it is week one of the playoffs uh, in uh, in fantasy football in this first game with Indianapolis and the Minnesota Vikings does not bode well for folks who have Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver because he is still on the sideline. Not sure if he's going to be in. And also, I do not. I'm sorry, would you say, Joe? He is back. I see them on defense right now. Are they saying that he's going to be back? Okay. He, he was uh, back. Yeah, but they they... Minnesota got the ball first. Right. So that possession, he was on the field. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Colts got the ball first. Sorry. The Colts got the ball first. So Minnesota has not, offensively, Minnesota has not been on the field yet. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they're reporting it. I, I don't know. Um, I saw him on the sideline. I have not, we have not seen him in the game because the, the Colts started with the ball offensively. So we'll see. And uh, And also, I don't see Jonathan Taylor out there either. Do you guys? I don't see him out there either. So, yeah, so not a good look right now if you have Jonathan Taylor or potentially, we'll see. Uh, The Colts are punting. So we'll see in just a minute uh, whether or not Justin Jefferson comes out. Uh, But you've got my plays for the other two remaining games. I want to thank all our guests, Cynthia Freeland, of course, Joe Wiz, um, Craig Burley. A lot going on this weekend. Uh, Excited about tomorrow. I'm back on at 7 a.m. bright and early for fantasy football. Uh, of course, New York game day kicks off at 8 o'clock. Mike Tannenbaum and Matthias Kiwanuka will join me. Don't forget it, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, the World Cup Championships. Uh, championship is going to be taking place with Argentina and France. That's going to be a good one. Everybody have a great night. Thank you so much for tuning in. So appreciate it. And, uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Of course, I want to thank uh, both Harvey and Joe for producing the show. Gentlemen, always look forward to my Saturday afternoons with you. Everybody, happy holidays and uh, see you tomorrow morning. 98.7 ESPN.